Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. And I want to thank everybody for the gifts that me and my wife received from everybody. Thank you so much. We love our church. This is home. You are our family. Living Word La Mirada. Somos familia. Amen. Hallelujah. Somos familia y que rifamos y que estamos, la controlamos. Hallelujah. Woo! No, he did it. Yeah, he did. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight, uh, tonight as we get started, I'm, I'm going to jump right into my message. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen Savior of the world, right now I release kingdom operations. Uh, Lord, even now as your word is going forth, uh, that there would come a deliverance, uh, that there would come, God, uh, a move of the Holy Ghost. Uh, God, that there would be an understanding, uh, revelation, as it were, uh, and that, God, the curtains of heaven would be pushed back uh, so that your people can see, Father, with a clear eye uh, and hear with a clear ear uh, the word of, of the, and the Spirit of God as, as you move tonight, Lord. I thank you, and I love you, and I give you praise in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Ruben Reyna, for the opportunity and the privilege. Praise God to be able to come up here and present the gospel. It's a privilege to stand behind this sacred desk. It is not my anointing. It's the anointing of the house, and I just wanted to say thank you, Pastor. I love you. Jefe, you're everything to me, man. Forty years. 40 years, and I'm still here. Glory to God. You can say what you want, friend of mine, but I'm still here. Hallelujah. Tonight, as we sit here, we are a part of the church. This is my introduction. We are a part of the church. Glory to God. We are the, a part of the church of Jesus Christ. You and I are the bride of Christ, the most powerful vehicle on the planet and in the universe. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church and the gate and the authorities and the powers of hell and of Satan, they shall not, cannot, never will prevail or defeat the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God, the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones from darkness. Hallelujah. Is that you tonight? A gathering of those summoned or called. The church. A gathering of those that have been summoned or called. The ecclesia. From where all action begins. Where decisions are made concerning kingdom business on earth. Decisions of war. Ephesians 6, 2 Corinthians 10. Decisions of foreign policy. 2 Corinthians 5.20. Darkness, my friend, is dealt with. Because I want you to know, friend of mine, I was a walking, talking dead man on my way to a devil's hell. I was living a life, friend, caught up in drugs, caught up in sin, caught up in disobedience. On my way, friend, all messed up, bound up. You know the story. And many of you have it. Tore up from the floor up, beat up from the feet up. Hallelujah. But one day, I said, one day, Jesus found me under that bridge. And he said, get over here, Phil. I want you to go to Norwalk. And I want you to 
to get your, give your life to Jesus. And I walked in there, a young man, and it changed my destiny. Changed my purpose for my life. And I stand here today, a changed man, under the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Word of God. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, still giving you my intro, there was a prophetic word of light and darkness is given. It speaks of a deep spiritual darkness overcome the people or overcame the people. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has the light shine. Hallelujah. The voice Bible says the people who had been living in darkness have seen a great light. The light of life has shined on those who dwelt in a shadowy darkness of death. This passage reappears in the New Testament in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and it announces those that have come to know God, the God of Israel through his son Jesus Christ. Friend of mine, the ones who have been delivered from spiritual darkness, this is what it's talking about. And now that walk in the light of God's life, you and I tonight. In the epistle of John, or rather in the book of 1 John chapter 1, the Bible says as, as John is there penning in the word, he says God is light. This is the message John said. John was there. He hung out with Jesus for three years as he's there walking with Jesus. And the message that Jesus would preach and teach these men was that God is light. This is the message we heard from Jesus, John declares. First, uh, John, first John 1, 5, and 6. We have heard from Jesus. Now we declare it to you that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Let me slow down. I get all fired up. I get all excited. I get drunk in the Holy Ghost, and I want you to know I don't drink a little bit. I drink as much till I pass out in the fire and the power of God. Hallelujah. Come on now. This is the message. 1 John 1, verse 5 and 6. This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now we declare it to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying. Hello, somebody. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. In the book of John, chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus himself declares that he is the light of the world. And whoever follows me, he said, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Uh, the spirit of darkness or spiritual darkness then tonight is not having fellowship with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what spiritual darkness is. Not having fellowship with God uh, through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. all mankind. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot, has not, or never will overcome it. From the moment Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Friend of mine, there's a tree in your garden. There's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil in your home, at your job, in your school. There is a, a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the minute that mankind took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, human beings, friend, have lived in a fallen state. 
All people are born in a fallen state of sin and separation from God until a person is reborn or born again or quickened of God's spirit. John 3, Ephesians 2, 1, friend of mine, he or she, two genders, lives in spiritual darkness until... You are born again of the water and the spirit. John chapter 3. Until you are born again, you live in spiritual darkness. According to the word of God. Being in the state of sin and separation, darkness darkens our understanding and destroys our spiritual sight. In the unseen realm, this state of darkness, there are rulers or ranks of demonic activity that has the sinner man or the sinner woman bound up. You and I were once like, like that. And I want you to know tonight, these ranks are villainous and sinister. They are evil and perverse. Uh, they are apocalyptic and disastrous. Uh, they are corrupt. Uh, the sinner man thinks he's okay uh, because he lives in darkness. Uh, the sinner woman thinks she's okay uh, because they live in darkness and it's normal. Listen up to what I'm saying tonight. They are cloaked in a deep darkness. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 19, but the way of the wicked is like a deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They don't even know. When you and I were in the world, we thought that was normal. We thought that was okay to get drunk and slap your wife around and act the fool and kick the kids and the dog. We thought it was okay to go to the county and three hots in a cot and relax or go to the joint for a minute, take a rest, take a break with the homies. We thought that was normal. But the Bible says it's spiritual darkness. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, and you shall grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways, and you shall only be oppressed and robbed continually, and there shall be no one to help you. In the book of Exodus chapter 10, uh, one of the 10 plagues during uh, Moses' reign, one of the 10 plagues, the Bible says for three days there was a darkness. A thick darkness that could be felt over the land of Egypt. So dark they couldn't even see each other. But all the children of Israel, the Bible says, had light in their dwelling. Oh, Rabba Sata. Friend, this is a picture of you and I walking in the light of God's glory. In, in Egypt, it was dark for three days. They couldn't even see in front of them. But the Bible says that the children of Israel, there was light in their dwelling. You've got to get a hold of that. You've got to see that with your spirit tonight. Because tonight, that's what we're talking about. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, the rulers of darkness of this world. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Passion Bible says your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this world in deep, dark bondage. You see, tonight, this evening, friend of mine, it's not a political problem. It's not a drug problem. It's not an alcoholic problem. It's not a homosexual problem. It's not a truth or a lie problem. It's not a gender problem. It's not a transgender problem. It's not a daddy problem or a mommy problem. It's not a boyfriend problem or a girlfriend problem. It's not even a husband problem. 
Where you at, Angie? Or a wife problem. It's not a rebellious teenager problem. It's not a confusion problem. It's not a pride problem. It's not a jealousy problem. It's not a quarreling problem. It's not a hate problem. It's not a fentanyl problem, friend of mine. And friend, it's not a cocaine in the White House problem. Tonight, I want you to see as God the Holy Ghost pulls the curtain back a little bit. Tonight, friend, it's a demonic problem. There is a revival of demonic activity taking place in America like never before. Demonic activity in America and throughout the rest of the world that has been unleashed. And this enemy is hell-bent on destroying you and I. Hold on. There's hope. Second Corinthians chapter four, because the evil God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. As a result, the light, the light of the good news, the radiant glory of the anointed, the anointed who is the very image of God cannot shine down on them. Did you hear that? In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, as for you, don't you remember how you used to just exist? This is the Passion Translation. Corpses and dead in life, buried by transgressions, wandering the course of this perverse world. You were the offspring of the prince of the power of the air. The Bible says that you and I were the offspring or the children of Satan. You and I were the offspring of the prince of the power of the air. And oh, how he owned you just as he still controls those living in disobedience. I'm talking about the outsiders alone. Paul said, I'm not talking about the outsiders alone. You see, tonight, Paul is even talking about saints. Saints of God, how being disobedient and being an unbeliever in the house of God can lead to spiritual darkness. That should cause you to, 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 to have a little trucha, a little fear. To walk in disobedience, to be an unbeliever in the house of God can lead you to spiritual darkness. Dear brother and sister, what we say we believe is not what we believe. What you say you believe isn't what you believe tonight. What you live is what you believe. What you live is what you believe. Oh, I believe in hell and you live like the devil. You hear me out there tonight? I lived like the devil. And I said I, I believed in him. Or I believed in hell, but I didn't. You see, darkness has covered the land, church. Oh, God, your name is being blasphemed. The Holy Spirit is being mocked. The enemy is out trying to destroy the testimony of the Lord's faithfulness. And something has to be done, friend. It can't go on unchallenged, church. It cannot go on. The truth is, in America, we have dead preachers de-preaching dead sermons to dead congregations. 
In Matthew chapter 24, the disciples asked the question, what shall the sign of your coming be and the end of the world? And Jesus mentions a few, but I want to look at verse 12. And Jesus says this, because iniquity, because evil, because wickedness shall abound, corruption shall abound, depravity shall abound, debauchery shall abound, evil acts, immoral, immoral conduct, crime, atrocity, abomination, evil that comes on into society he went on to say because of this the love of God's people will grow cold in other words the church will become so cold there's snow in the pews frost in the choir and a six-foot icicle standing behind the pulpit cold implies lacking affection or warmth of feeling unfriendly hello i'm talking to you inhospitable unwelcoming lukewarm lacking enthusiasm lifeless ineffective in the house of god the how the absence of fire Church, it was not a cold, lifeless, dead religion that saved you and I tonight. That is the condition that he found us in, in Ephesians. And you, did he make alive that were dead and cold and lifeless? Tonight, friend of mine, the, 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 to defeat the enemy, we must get involved in the local assembly. We must get involved in the local church. Are you hearing me tonight? To defeat the enemy, you and I must get involved in this thing called the church. We must get involved. You and I are not a part of the frozen chosen. We don't sit among the first church of the frigid air. We are not a part of the deadly dying. I want you to know tonight, and I'm going to preach this on the highest mountaintop. Living Word family is a part of the last day remnant. I don't say we are the only ones. We are a part. We are not waiting on a move of God because we are the move of God, church. Living Word family, we are not waiting for revival. We are revival. Come get some, devil. My wife told me on the way over here, kick him in his neck, Phil. Kick him in his neck, babe. Am I kicking him, girl? We are not waiting for somebody else to reach our cities. We are reaching our cities tonight. Living Word family, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, and verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be my witness. You see, God is using us to combat this gross darkness. He said, you will be my move. You will be my revival. You will be my house of prayer. You will be my deliverer, and you will be my witness. In Corcoran, you will be my witness. In Lamore, you will be my revival. In Hanford, you will be my miracle. In Visalia, you will be my favor. In Fresno, you'll be my peace. In Merced, you'll be my name. In Modesto, you'll be my salvation. In Lodi, you'll be my restorer. In Stockton, you'll be my restorer. In friend of mine, La Mirada, uh, you'll be my deliverer and my apostle. In my house of prayer in Chino Hills, my move of God in Inland Empire, great healing in Garden Grove, my power in San Diego, my glory in Texas, my Murphy Wave in Los Angeles, my church in Ontario. Friend of mine, God is pouring out for fresh Holy Ghost power. Our pastors have tapped into that. By mercy in Los Angeles. That's why we sent churches out 
That's why we sent city churches out to these cities because the fire of the Holy Ghost compels us to reach, teach, mend, and send. And if you're sitting in your chair and you're not involved, that's what, friend of mine, that's where you lack tonight. That's why the church must get involved to combat this darkness. The church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, you and I tonight, from where all action begins. The church. Is that you tonight? Only you know. Only you know if you're the church. I'm not talking about coming in and punching in your time cock. I'm talking about being the church. The, the, coming to church ain't going to change the world. friend of mine, being the church will change the world. Being the church will change the world tonight. And I want you to know tonight, glory to God, I am excited for what God is doing in Living Word family because there are men and their wives and children. There are single men and single women that are getting a hold of the vision. They're backing up their church, their local assembly throughout, friend of mine, California, into Texas, Arizona, the Philippines, hallelujah. And we are not going to let the devil take our children. We're not going to sit back, friend, and let the devil push us around. We're going to get up and we're to preach and we're going to live for God and we're going to be stirred and we're going to grab the devil by his neck and kick him and go oh, glory to God hallelujah oh thank you Jesus I can't help it I can't help it friend of mine hallelujah you got to stop caring what anybody thinks it's your life your home your kids your babies we were in Lodi on Sunday, and I looked at my nephew with his two baby boys, single parent, and I told him, there's no hope for them boys. There's none. Not anymore. The only hope is a godly parent, a, a parent that's full of the Holy Ghost, who knows the truth. Friend of mine, America, the church rather, will survive. The church will survive without America. But America will not survive without the church. America will not survive without the church. And friend, this is where you and I live. This is where we raise our children. This is where they go to school. The land that I love. The land, friend of mine, that God said is going to have a move of God one more time. But the question is, Will you be ready? And will you get on fire for God? Get on fire for God. That's all I have. It's a real simple message. I didn't want to come and exhaust myself. My wife's looking at me like, it ain't time. <sighs> Pastor said 30 minutes. Uh-uh, when he says 30, that means 25 <sighs> for me. <sighs> I want to preach again. <sighs> Tonight... Understand, saint, understand, I'm not preaching condemnation. I'm preaching the true gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. The word of God says that we came out of darkness and we were bound by spiritual darkness. And until somebody told us about God's love, the light came on. The light came on and you were able to have, make a sound decision 
you were able to just for a minute oh my god what am i doing here under this bridge why am i all messed up why am i smell like this why am i sitting here in this prison cell because god for us for a split second gave you sobriety to make a decision darkness friend had blinded you darkness had you bound and friend of mine there are people that are dying today that are bound in darkness and the church of jesus christ a friend of mine is sleeping in the light So tonight, the question is, what will we do? What are we going to do? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care. I told my wife, it's not me, babies. The problem is the devil. It's a demonic problem. It's not an Angie problem. It's a demonic problem. And I'm telling you tonight, you've got to get your wife, your husband, your children, and it's time to march for God. Because, friend, we are having a revival of darkness in America today. And the only thing that can combat that is the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing that can fight against that is a man or a woman full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, full of anointing, full of the fire of the gospel, full of the fire of his presence, full of the power of his word and friend that'll take it to a dark world and say God loves you and God wants to change you. But It's going to start with a decision tonight. And so tonight, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and I hope you understood what I preached. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you saved me. You saved me from darkness. You saved me from myself. You saved me from my own wretched sin. And tonight I pray for your church, your bride, the called out ones, the ecclesia, and I pray for the sinner man who's comfortable, who's bound by darkness right now. If you're there tonight and you don't know Jesus and you kind of can understand what I'm talking about, you get it. I want you to know God loves you and we love you. Living Word, La Mirada loves you. We love you. We are here to love you, to serve you, and to help you in any way we can. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ. We are the called out ones. And if you're there tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to come up so we can lead you in a prayer. And not only do we want to lead you in a prayer, but we want to hold your hand. And we want to walk with you for the rest of your Christianity and help you and guide you, and teach you, and visit with you, and talk to you, and be a friend to you, and be a family to you, because that's what it's all about tonight. If that's you tonight on the internet, if you're hearing my, if you're here, you tuned in tonight, I want you to come forward. If you're in this house, I want you to come, and we want to pray with you.